What is up, what is up, what is up, what is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Not Rocket Science 50-something, I lost count. How is it going, everybody? How you guys doing? I'm doing okay. I was sick-ish. I was sort of sick, and I just got over it. Although it's allergy season, so maybe I had allergies. I don't know, but... uh from the time that I recorded the last episode to now, there's been maybe 48 hours where I didn't feel sick. And if it is allergies, it is a hell of an allergy or two. I feel like it was more virus, like a little virus, cold, cough, sore throat type of deal. Because I usually don't get a sore throat when I get allergies. But anyway, not to... Uh, go too deep into my medical history but i think i was sick i'm saying i'm sick okie doke so i feel a little weird about doing this podcast because i feel like the only thing anybody cares about right now is game of thrones and (sighs) what can i say not only do i not watch game of thrones right now but I might be the only person that I know, at least, who did watch Game of Thrones and got sick of it and stopped watching it. Yep. I watched... Hmm, I I was a little late to the party. I didn't jump on it right when it came out, but maybe a year, two years in, I started watching it. Um, And I did go back, and I watched the first... I believe five seasons of it I think I don't know if I fully finished the fifth season or not but I know I got up to the fifth season and watched at least the bulk of the fifth season I know I missed the sixth season and I'm sure as heck not watching this season I don't know man I don't know I don't get the hype I don't get the buzz I really don't My main issue with it is there's just way too many middle-aged, haggard-ass white dudes in armor of some sort. And I really can't keep track. I just couldn't keep track of all the plot lines and all the characters. I didn't read the books. I'm never going to read the books. Don't care about the books. So I don't have that added context that you have when you read the books. So to me, there's just like this old-ass white guy that's still swings a sword and then you got this one and then you got this guy trying to you know bang this 15 year old ish girl that's probably in real life 21 barely but is a young 21 and her character is related to the guy somehow i don't know it wasn't for me 
I thought it was good for a while. Like, I thought the show itself was really good for, like, season two through season four-ish, I guess. But, like, there's all the stuff people geek out over. I just didn't get, like, the Red Wedding. I was like, all right, that was cool. But people don't remember that that season had, like, four episodes of boring before the Red Wedding. So to me, I was like, okay, I wish you guys spread that out, though, a little more episode to episode. And then, like, Jon Snow, that entire plot line, I just did not give a shit about. I was like, kill this motherfucker three seasons ago. Three seasons ago, I want Jon Snow dead. I want Arya Stark dead. She was annoying. I know she's, like, the hero now or whatever, but she was annoying as hell. I want her 12-year-old ass stabbed three seasons ago because, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was like her character was meant to be annoying as hell. When she was, uh, you know, 13 or whatever she was at that time. Like, it was in her character. I thought the girl that plays her does an excellent job. She's all, The acting in general is very good on the show. I can't hate on the acting, the performances, the costumes. I mean, people love the intro. What I will hate on is I think the intro looks cheap. Like, those special effects do not look good. They look like bootleg. Like, they've been overly compressed or something. Um, but other than that, I mean, the production value is really good and the acting is really good. It's the pacing of it, the script, the amount of white people that all just look the same and act the same and have the same accent. I just don't care, man. I don't care. The only characters I ever cared about on that show is Tyrion Lannister, who's awesome. Peter Dinklage kills it. He's by far the best character on the show. And he's the best actor on the show. I liked Amelia Clark's character for a while. Khaleesi, Daenerys, whatever whatever her name is. Um, but then, so this, one of the reasons why I stopped watching is because they spent so long building her whole thing up with her army out in whatever the, I don't know the name of the land, but it's Morocco. They shoot in Morocco. And they spent an entire season like just building her army up, and the army does basically nothing, and they dragged out an entire season. And I'm like, Pff. she's like the only other character I care about, and she did nothing an entire season. I'm out. So that was why I left. Uh, I mean, on top of other reasons. I just, I don't know, I just didn't care anymore. And I started watching way less TV in general. Um, even though since I've been kind of sick this week, I've been not motivated at all to work. So I've been watching a little more Netflix, if I'm being honest. Caught up on the murder of Gianni Versace. Awesome. Nine episode effects mini show series thing. Really good. And uh, I've been watching a lot of Drunk History. It's a great show. It's the standard show now for me when nothing else is on. I turn on Drunk History. I think that's been like that for a while, but but I guess I finally came to that realization. Anyway, you know what I'm doing right now, everybody? I'm doing the thing that you're not supposed to do when you start podcasting, right? There's always that thing. It's like, my podcast isn't reaching people and getting enough downloads. And it's usually, oh, you're probably talking too much about your personal life and no one gives a shit. And that's what I'm doing. I just wasted almost seven minutes talking about... TV shows and my rant against Game of Thrones. But you know what? You know what? It's my show. I don't care. I got stuff for you today, but Game of Thrones is all the rage and I'm getting it off my chest because I don't get it. Don't get the hype. And I heard this season kind of sucks from people I trust. So 
I don't know if I'm ever going to get back on it, plus some of the spoilers leaked. I did see Avengers, though. Avengers was dope. Avengers was dope. And here's a fun business fact about Avengers. Um, in 19... I saw this today on 1.37 p.m.'s Instagram. To, in 1998, I believe, Sony had an offer from Mar- Marvel at the time was struggling, struggling. They were basically homeless as a company. And uh, they offered Sony the rights to all of the Marvel Comic Universe characters. All of them. The rights to all of them for $25 million. And Sony turned it down. What an idiot. What an idiot, the executive that turned it down. Because the rationale at the time was no one cares about these other characters. People only care about Spider-Man. And when I heard that, that blew my mind. $25 million, what was it, in like 11 days, it, this Avengers movie hit $2 billion at the box office. That was like a billions and billions of dollar mistake by Sony. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I guess if you want to like pull a lesson, everyone's like, what's the lesson of everything these days? You know, there has to be a lesson. So I give value, provide value. So I guess from providing value, the lesson I guess to that would be, I guess it's from the same, uh, from the same bucket as that classic Henry Ford quote that I use all the time which is if we gave the people what they want they would we would give them faster horses when they're talking about cars and how we came up with the model t the overall lesson again is people what businesses perceive people want has very little to almost zero correlation to the reality of what people will consume if presented in the right way people are open to new things by nature so companies sometimes get in this like trapped mode of thinking where they're always just adjusting what they're doing what they're selling what they're making what they're marketing off of what they think based on their shitty survey and market research what people want When in reality, if you give them something that's valuable, they'll consume whatever. As long as it's cool, and in the business world, it's solving a problem usually, usually of some sort. But in entertainment, it's creating something new, something fresh, but familiar. All those Marvel comic guys like Thor, okay, Thor doesn't have the same um, popularity as Spider-Man, but people know what Thor is. So if you make Thor badass and cool and you cast the right way with that handsome Australian fella, Chris Hemsworth, who, you know, he's the closest thing to it. There, there's no more movie stars anymore. Where like in the Tom Cruise 80s model where you know, you build that you cast them first and sell them on the bill and the movie is secondary. That doesn't exist anymore. It's always movie first, but there are people who you can bank on a little bit. He's one of them, maybe, at least in an action setting. The Rock's definitely one of them. But um, 
if you hit the right, you know, the right casting with the right characters and you the right screenwriters and the right directors and you make this really compelling interesting kind of movie like the Avengers movies which create this ecosystem of sub movies for the individual characters and you make it this whole world tied together you're basically creating a massive TV show in movie format and all each episode is 2 to 3 hours long and they all bank way more money than any TV show like that's essentially what they're doing and it's working um just in the t- in the 90s people just didn't have the foresight i guess to see the fact that you can make a sub a sub or like a b-level superhero like thor and give him the a-side treatment with multiple movies people didn't see that but when you have the support of the entire universe and you got cameos of iron man or spider-man who whatever in those movies that's how you give that movie a little more familiarity a little more shine and then you keep doing these cross cameos it's awesome it's a really interesting thing that they did. And they really evolved the game of like superhero movies. And to me, the best example of that is the Black Panther movie, which is something that in 1998, I don't think anyone could foresee as far as the box office success, the creative vision, the soundtrack mixed with the shots, mixed with the character arcs, like... That's some next level shit. Like that is a representation of cultural progression, uh, the movie industry progressing, technology to make movies progressing um, compared to 1998. That's the best example. But this last Avengers movie is really good. I recommend it. I recommend seeing the other ones before it, but very good. Um, Anyway. So that leads into the main discussion today, which I guess you can call it, it's something I've been thinking about a lot, the thought of hard work versus talent, because these days it is so cool to go to your Instagram and post some picture of you staring into space all determined looking and having some quote text right above you that says something like talent doesn't equal success or the classic quote of like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard and it's just become one of these catchphrases in this whole world of hustle porn that is driving me crazy these days because the problem is, is that there's a not like every so just to back up a second, like hustle porn, if you don't know, is basically this genre of Instagram and Twitter content where everyone's trying to be a motivational coach and a business guru and a marketing guru and basically saying hustle, grind, grind harder, blah, 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 blah. You know, work when they're asleep, wake up at 5 a.m., never sleep kill yourself by just not sleeping and always working you know what i mean and then you'll be successful and dead as fuck but essentially that's what it is it's like this like niche of content that's all about just working hard and hustling and pushing through and being successful and you'll show them when you're in your fucking lambo in south beach or whatever and I get what they're doing. You know, it's piggybacking what Gary Vaynerchuk did 10 years ago. Very cool. Uh, I get it. 
but for me, the problem is with all this stuff is not the sentiment. I think the sentiment is very good, and I think the overall message that all these little quotes and bits and pieces are, are trying to put together, I think, is a net positive thing. But my issue with it is that exploring that on a more detailed level, there's a lot of value in the nuance of breaking those quotes down that gets lost in the noise and in the shuffle because everything is about just being bold and having some graphic with not much text because people are scrolling and people are lazy so they don't want to read a lot of text and they just want something that stands out because Instagram is the attention game, Twitter to a lesser extent but still is the attention game and too many lines of text and not enough graphics and not enough eye-catching content is a recipe for failure on those platforms so people are pumping these little one-liners out here and there and uh in the caption they're like tag someone who needs to read this or needs to read that needs to read that who needs to read that everyone's heard that a million times you know how many conor mcgregor or posts or pictures of a lion with one of those quotes i see on my explore page like no one needs to see that because everyone's already seen it because everyone's just regurgitating the same fucking 15 posts over and over again with a different background photo so that is my issue with all this stuff because when you break it down it's actually pretty fascinating like hard work versus talent hard work to me does not always be talent to me, there is a ratio of hard work and talent, and certain combinations beat others. But the thing with hard work is you definitely need it. You know what I mean? Like, you can be pretty successful without talent. You don't need talent. You don't need God-given ability. But, at least in the business world, in basketball, you need some sort of talent, even if it means just being tall. You need some. Because you can be the best basketball player of all time. If you're five foot five, you ain't doing shit with basketball in the NBA, at least. And I think sports is a good way to kind of paint this conversation because it's very like binary. You have a winner, you have a loser, you have ultra talents like LeBron James, who obviously work hard. Um, then you got people who work hard and, you know, will never be what LeBron James is. But the idea that LeBron James is the player he is only because he works harder than everyone else, to me doesn't make any sense. I feel like LeBron James probably does work harder than most of the NBA, but it's because he has this talent. When you have that talent from a young age, you start putting pressure on yourself. Kobe Bryant, same way. Michael Jordan, is a. I think he's a, a sociopath, and he might be a whole other category, and I think Kobe Bryant has a little of that too, but... LeBron James, I think, is a normal dude. I don't think he's like a sociopath like Michael Jordan is. So he's a good example where since he was a kid, he was labeled a phenom, right? And that put existential pressure on him to carry through this destiny that he's getting, you know, told that he is from everyone externally around him. So he became the hardest worker in the room because he was afraid of failure because he had all this talent. Like, the talent fueled the work ethic because he gave a shit 
in his formidable years about what people thought of him, and he didn't want to be a failure, obviously. And in general, when you play basketball, you want to, you know, you're he's a he's an ultra competitive dude, and he wants to succeed anyway. Um, but I think being that phenom is that possibly I don't know I don't know LeBron James' life story, but possibly the you know it could be the extra ingredient that now makes him the hardest worker in the room. So you know, there's a relationship between all these things. But at the same time, it's like, would you rather be, and the way I look at all this stuff is almost like, you know, in video games um, where you're picking a character and the character has attributes and there's like some bar graph and, you know, you're like one to 10 in agility, stamina, power, strength, whatever it is. It's like, that's how I look at work ethic versus talent versus whatever. It's there's a number assigned to it on some level. And to me, it's not as easy as like always be the hardest worker. I think hard work is more important by far. And so I used to play I still do. I play this game NCAA football 14. So NCAA, there's no more college football video games because of a lawsuit. And I don't play Madden. I don't know. I just don't care about the NFL enough. I like college football. And in NCAA, part of the deal is because college football players swap out every four years because that's how long college is. You end up having to create your own characters a lot if you play Dynasty mode or anything. And this is the same thing in Madden, but when you're looking at stats of football players, it's like there's all kinds of categories. There's agility, there's strength, there's speed. Let's say they're a receiver. It's route running, catching, jumping ability, uh I forget what they call it, but like acrobatic catching ability, stiff arm, juke move, running vision, change of direction. Like there's all these things and they all have a number assigned to them. But what's interesting about it is certain things matter more than others. And they don't they don't spell that out. It's not like certain things have are in a higher tier graphically in the interface. Everything's in the same category but when you create players you realize certain things are more important like they don't need to be the best in catching ability if they are ridiculous in agility and speed and um running vision or something like that but it's really agility speed strength the basics and then the fancy stuff like route running helps but you can make an effective player with low catch, low lowish for a receiver, which is still higher than the average player. Low catching, low route running, high agility, high speed. If you make them tall and you make them strong for a receiver, they're going to be a good player on the field. They're going to be very good. And to me, when it comes down to it, it's like to me, work ethic are those you know size, speed, agility, strength, right? It's more important than talent. But let's say you have a player that's a really good route runner, really good catcher, really good jumping ability, and slightly less good at speed, agility, and strength. Those stats are a little bit lower. And the more nuanced for a receiver stats, catching ability, route running, jumping, whatever, are higher. But it's not a huge difference. You know, it's like maybe like, five points each 
in this create a player Madden NCAA football analogy. I'd be willing to bet that that player that's a little worse at the basics but higher in the route running and is only five points less, let's say, when it comes to those basic core attributes, that's going to be a better player than the one with higher regular stats and lower specialty stats. And to me, it's the kind of the same thing. It's like in real life, if you have two kids in high school playing the wide receiver position, one kid is the hardest worker in the gym, has marginal talent, but isn't like a superstar, but hard, hard-ass worker, great teammate, outworks everybody. And then you have the kid who is not quite, he's not a total slacker. If you're a total slacker, it's not going to work out for you. So that's why I, I agree with these posts that I'm seeing, all this hustle porn spam. But they're a decent worker, not bad, and way more talented than the kid busting his ass after hours, working on routes, working on catching, and the, in the, in the um, ball jugs catching extra balls, working on their hands, working on getting off defenders. I'm using like football talk here, I'm sorry, but point being is he doesn't work that hard, but he works hard enough. Like, you know, he guts through practice every day. He does what he's asked of him, but he's way more talented. You know who's going to get more college offers? The kid that doesn't work as hard. And it's a bad example to use because that's not the end of the road for them. The end of the road is the NFL. But the point is, is that there's been lots of stars in the NFL who are not always the hardest workers in the room. And I mean, I don't know this firsthand, obviously, but there's lots of like rumors, lots of reports on certain guys who are uber talented and you can't be the worst worker in the room. You can't be like super lazy your entire life and expect to do anything in the NFL, but there are talented people who are good workers, decent workers, have work ethic, but not the extreme work ethic and are very successful, go to Pro Bowls, win Super Bowls, etc. And I know it's hard to package that into some sellable underdog story that the average Joe can see and be like, I want to be that. But it's the truth. It is the truth. I am a dork. I study high school football recruiting. I study what colleges are offering which high school kids And I track kids that eventually become NFL Pro Bowlers from the time they're in high school. I've been doing it for 12 years now. I'm a total friggin' dork about it. But the point is, is I've logged the journeys of NFL players from the time that they're like sophomores in high school. And you get to know which kids have good work ethic and which ones don't. And you see the end results. And there are kids with bad work ethic that are first-round draft picks and are very successful in the NFL. Happens all the time. And why am I saying all this? I don't care. I think hard work is a great asset. I think you have to work hard in the real world to be anything. But everything has a ratio, and certain ratios are more valuable than other ratios. And having 
if you want to go back to that skill set video game analogy, having work ethic at 10 to me is not a non-negotiable must-have in order to be a success. You can be a success with a 7, an 8, or a 9, all depending on how much talent you have. And I would just like it more if people talked when it came to these types of ratios when it comes to talent versus hard work and not like hard work beats talent every time. You know what I mean? I just don't like it when the nuance of these things gets lost because you see it all the time. And again, this is not trying to hate on people with good work ethic. Obviously, having good work ethic is a great thing to have. If you're like the hardest worker in the room that is always an asset in your back pocket and usually it's fairly impossible to be a failure you know what i mean like it's one of these things where if you're and you have an extreme work ethic you shouldn't be really worried or other people shouldn't really be worried about you long term it's the most important thing it's like an MMA wrestling is the best base to have from a martial arts standpoint. Most people in MMA will unanimously agree wrestling is the best base. And wrestlers usually are the hardest workers because when you're a wrestler in college, that is the hardest sport to do. It takes the hardest work ethic, way more than football. And those guys succeed when they go into another domain like MMA or in the business world and a lot of wrestlers have uh, if they figure out the the switch to business tend to do very well because of their work ethic same thing with military guys I work with uh, software developers on a day-to-day basis and some of the best developers I worked with were ex-military guys that got into coding because of their work ethic They're also just very balanced people and have a good outlook, at least the ones that I've worked with on life and perspective. So that helps too. But the point being is work ethic is a great thing. I'm not trying. The point of this podcast is not to shit on work ethic. The point of this podcast is to dispel some of the over-sensationalized stuff you see about hard work on social media in order to get clicks and likes because it sounds good and it might get your attention even though I question that at this point because it's the same content repackaged over and over again and social media in general negates nuance that I think is worth at least to be articulated on some level like say a podcast because I just follow sports way too much and over and over again different sports have seen way too many cases where harder worker in the room gets knocked out in a fight or the hard harder worker guy you know becomes the number four receiver on the nfl roster not the number one receiver there's just talent is real and we just gotta live with it talent is a real thing people don't like to admit it because it isn't sexy to admit because It's not really this rags-to-riches thing that everyone likes to be a part of on some level, but talent exists, and I just wish people just kept it real. I'm all about keeping it real. I'm all about keeping it real. Like, I'm not the most talented podcaster in the world. I work at it. 
I probably could even work harder at it. Let's keep it real. I probably could. I don't really like drill anymore and rehearse podcasting. I just kind of go. And if I took more time to rehearse, I'd probably be better on these episodes and I'd probably have my shit a little tighter. But uh, I don't. And I'd probably suffer because of it. And I could be a harder worker. But I'm also not the most talented. And there's people, you know, I had to do early on a bunch of dry run episodes of this thing to even forget, forget talking about downloads and how many people actually listen to this thing. Just for me to feel remotely just a kernel of confidence about releasing something and not feeling like I'm making an ass of myself. It took several dry runs of doing this thing and listening back and hearing myself and what I do right, what I do wrong. I do this thing where I kind of go a lot and uh, I had to get rid of that because it sounds like shit and uh, I just had to work at it. So... But there's people who could probably jump on a podcast for a first time, be really smooth with their words, not trip up on them, not do what I just did right there where I kind of have my voice crack like I'm still going through puberty. You know what I mean? Those things are all good. All help if you don't sound like a 13-year-old. Um, and that's talent. That is talent on some level. I didn't try to have my voice crack. It just happened because my vocal cords aren't strong enough, I guess. I don't know. Born this way. Hashtag Lady Gaga. But anyway, um, that was all. This was just a rant. This is something I had in my head the past week because I kept seeing on Instagram all this hard work beats talent stuff. And on one hand, it's all correct. The sentiment's all good and they're not wrong, but they're lacking the nuance that I like. Because I like to keep things real as hell. And I feel like in this whole niche of hustle porn content, people aren't keeping things real enough because they're trying to get that emotional connection to the end user. So they double tap and give them a like and then they feed their ego. That is the whole game. And it's a tad frustrating. So I wanted to spend... um today just kind of breaking that down a little and then well the other thing that i like about it is you have that and then you have the people in the other bucket that's like hard work isn't enough you have to work smart and then what they do is they show themselves on a beach living the hashtag laptop lifestyle and then they're all like join my program and you could be like me too you know, I run my SEO training program from my smartphone. I'll teach you the ways if you join my academy. It's about working smart, not hard, bro. And you got those fucks that's like, it's like a layer of fuckery on top of the work hard shit. Because then you're all confused. You're like, well, all these people are saying be undeniable and work hard and wake up at 5 o'clock, blah, 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 blah. And you got the other people in the same niche talking about work smart, buy systems, and uh, spend $1,000 and learn how to run an SEO marketing business from your smartphone while you're on a cruise ship eating fucking lobster and drinking pina coladas. You know what I mean? So it's just this weird cesspool right now in the... uh, 
digital marketing entrepreneurship business world of social media where it's like you got people saying work hard, you got people saying work smart because that'll beat working hard. And then it's like go through the grueling days and come out the other side. You know, the Gary V story of like busting your ass for 10 years before you think about, you know, getting any money out of it. And then you have the other guys that are like, I live on a beach 250 days a year, learn my super secret sauce that doesn't exist, and you can too. It just makes a mockery of the whole thing, right? And what's funny is if you read, so I'm not going to put him on blast, but there's this one guy that offers this SEO business for, I think it's like 800 bucks or 1000 bucks or whatever. And uh, he's on YouTube. I guess he's on Instagram. I saw him on YouTube. He has this whole academy where he's like, he trains you to do basically all the shit that I was just mocking. It's him. And if you look into him, it's funny. Like this, he's like a hustler. He's not even a real SEO guy. At least he doesn't have like 10, 15 years experience doing it like real SEO pros. He's a hustler. He used to own a water sports equipment rental business in texas and he got sued by the state of texas by running a credit card scam where he basically would go into these agreements with people leasing water uh jet skis things like that water equipment and he would tell them to pay first they would pay via credit card and then he would never give them the rental equipment and he just wouldn't have it and he would basically shut down contact with the with the client and then this motherfucker is now running an seo academy on youtube talking about you know basically promoting the laptop lifestyle on his uh youtube page and like pretending this shit actually works it's hilarious to me like even if he had some super secret sauce, would you really want to pay $1,000 to a guy that got sued by the state of Texas for running a, a rental equipment scam? So these are the type of people that are now uh, on certain levels influencing uh, the next generation of business practitioners. And look, entrepreneurship's cool. Hustling's cool. Working smart and not hard is cool if you figure that out. But know where it's coming from and know that there's shades of gray in between all this black and white and there's nuance to it and don't get duped by the bullshit people are way too dynamic in nature to be bucketed into these broad as hell categories where it comes to you know he's a hard worker he's super talented and lazy this person works smart not hard and now they drink my ties all day like don't get duped into this shit and just realize everyone has their own set of attributes work hard until you figure out systems that make you work less hard and work just as well but in order to understand those systems you have to work hard first comes the hard work and if you're talented maybe you can get away with not working quite as hard but you got to know you're talented which boils down to self-awareness and go from there it's all about being self-aware being real with yourself knowing what you are and what you aren't and then just saying go and doing the damn thing but this hustle porn stuff this laptop lifestyle stuff it's kind of bullshit 
and I want to dedicate today's episode putting it on blast. So that's all I got, guys. Um, if you have any questions about this, hit us up at not rocket science show at gmail or on instagram or twitter at nrs underscore show i've been a little lazy with social media because i've been sick and i just have not been inspired really to go on these platforms obviously based on the content of the show today but i promise to be back on them more asap so uh, submit any questions comments there and i will see all you guys next week thank you later Peace.